0: Glory to God. God is faithful. And we give him praise for showing himself mighty. A scripture in the Old Testament says, The eyes of the Lord run through and through the earth to show himself mighty on behalf of those whose hearts are perfect towards him. Amen. And when you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, you become one of those that qualify for the eyes of the Lord to run to and fro. Amen. It's not just running to and fro looking for what you are doing, it's to show Himself what? Mighty. And in this season, I believe that God will show Himself mighty on your behalf. God had shown himself mighty to the rest of the world using, because of the Israelites rather, much more the church, much more the blood-bought body. Amen. Glory to God. And that's wonderful to know. Let me use this opportunity and announce to you that next Sunday, 26th, We'll be having a combined service. Amen. And it's by 9 a.m. for Moments of Prophecy. And um, please come prepared for that. In preparation for Moments of Prophecy, we'll be praying and fasting on Thursday. Hallelujah. All right? on thursday we're all going to be praying and fasting we'll be here to pray Um, there'll be an online prayer by 12 noon and then there'll be a physical prayer meeting 5 p.m service time we'll do the same on friday there'll be prayers by 12 noon and then we'll pray again by five o'clock on on friday then on saturday there'll be a prayer again by 12 noon and then we'll pray again by five. When we conclude the prayers, moments of prayer, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Amen. Amen. Then we come from that place for moments of prophecy. You will hear God. Amen. Amen. I remember a scripture in Isaiah 59. I read it for the first time in a New King James Version many years ago as a teenager. And he said, Behold, the hand of the Lord is not short or his ear heavy to hear you. It means that God's always reaching out. Amen. And God is always listening. Amen. He said, But because of your sins. Amen. He was telling the children of Israel. Meaning that God always wants to reach out, his hand is not short. And I believe that in moments of prophecy, you will experience what we call the outstretched arm of God in the name of jesus christ so um come prepared um invite your corona compliant friends to come amen they've been going everywhere They you come to church amen all right they've been going everywhere been to, they to should come to church so invite them for moments of prophecy on sunday and um also make sure you are here yourself praise god So we're going to have an explosive time in God's word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God that God had spoken and he still speaks. What if God didn't speak anymore? Amen. (laughs) Amen. Are we together? God has spoken but God still speaks. I read the scripture one time in Revelations that the Bible said that and there was silence in heaven for half an hour, 30 minutes. To make you understand that heaven is never quiet. It had to announce when there was silence in heaven because it's not normal. Because God is always speaking. Amen. I pray that there won't be silence over you. Amen. Amen. And thank God that by the time there will be silence, we are out of this place. Amen. You shouldn't be on earth when there is silence in heaven. Because the reason why we can enjoy what we are enjoying on earth is that heaven is still speaking. Amen. Or that's by the way. Alright, so today we are going to just look at something I believe will help us. Let's look at Isaiah 60 verse 1. Uh, If you have been following, you will observe that when we have a word, we stay with it. And the reason is that it takes time for God's word to digest in your spirit. It's not enough for a man to have food in his mouth. If you put food in your mouth and you don't chew and swallow, the nutrients from that food don't get into your bloodstream. There are many believers that the nutrients of God's word doesn't get into the circumstances of their life. So, they are like the individual that put food in his mouth, tasted it, but spat it out. It means that he did not swallow. And so, as long as you didn't swallow, the word or the food will not have any effect. The energy in the food will not come go into your bloodstream god's word is energy amen. amen are we together so sometimes we stay with the word over and over again to get it to digest for the energy in the word of god to get into your spirits so we have been looking at isaiah 60 verse 1 it's not enough to be able to quote scripture some of you have so many scriptures that you can quote You can quote Psalm 23. You can quote John 3.16. But the point point here is is the energy that is in that scripture, is it in your system? The energy that is in that scripture, is it in your finances? The energy of that scripture, is it in your health? The energy of that scripture, is it in your family? The energy of that scripture, is it speaking in your career? If it is not, then the scripture has not been fulfilled. The Bible says, for the entrance of the word." What does it do? It gives light. Amen. Okay? So if it has not penetrated, it cannot give light. Let's read this together. I want to go. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Can we just read it from verse 1 to 3? Alright, let's just read it down. Okay, let's start again. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And verse 3. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Glory to God. I want to talk to you this morning on shining through the Spirit. But when I came up stage, I just discovered that I have to prepare you for it. Amen. But let's see how far we'll go. Now, Listen. When it comes to the Word of God... Anytime you're reading God's Word, it's important to know when an instruction is given and when you are told that something is already yours. Are we together? You should be able to differentiate that. In this scripture, it gave an instruction. And then it's telling you the outcome. If you follow that instruction or you align with that instruction, this is what will happen. That even if there is gross darkness on the earth, darkness upon the earth, and darkness over the people of the earth, that glory will be seen on you. It means that you'll be different. Amen. Listen, if there's one thing I discovered when I got born again, was that god has chosen made up his mind is determined to make me distinct amen Amen. so i'm not supposed to experience what someone that doesn't know jesus as lord and Savior is experiencing i'm not supposed to go through the same thing that someone that has not received christ is going through i'm not Has your light come? Has your light come? Has your light come? Amen. When you got born again, you received lights. Hmm. Why do Christians have different experiences? The same salvation, different experiences. Have you ever thought of that? You see, someone will come um, uh, I've met people that have say, oh, I've, uh, salvation is very hard. Being born again is very hard. Then I meet people say, ah, born again is very easy. Two of them are correct. Because they are only expressing their experiences. So why do we have different experiences, even if we have the same salvation? We have the same spirit. Why do we have different experiences? Let me explain this to you. The experience, I've said it several times and I want it to dawn on your heart. Your experience of salvation will be determined by your understanding of salvation. Amen. It's how you understand it that will determine your own experience. I've talked about three categories of, of, of believers. We've talked about the defeated Christian, the defeated believer. Why is is he defeated? He believes that this world is just to suffer. Alright? It is when we leave this world that we will start enjoying. So, he accepts anything that comes. Satan can step on his head. Satan can harass him. Satan can take everything that belongs to him. And he will just say, yes, this world is not my home. Are you understanding me? That's the defeated Christian. Why is he defeated? Because he he, doesn't understand that salvation is victory delivered. Amen. Are we together? He doesn't understand that. He doesn't understand the victory part of our salvation. So he accepts. Some of them read the scripture. Oh, the scripture says that uh, uh, the sufferings of Christ. But they didn't read the glory that follows. Amen. They didn't read that there is the sufferings of Christ. And that we are partakers of the sufferings of Christ. And the glory that should be revealed. And that glory has been revealed. Christ in you is the hope of that glory. So they don't know that. So they accept to be defeated. And some of you here fall into that category. You take whatever comes your way. What can I do? What can I do? Who am I? What can I do? That means you're not shining. Praise God. The second category are the militant believers. Believers. The ones that believe that Satan is your mate, <laughs> and that if you don't fight, you know, you know, it's just like someone say, um, um, it, it, it's just you, 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 it's just you will just be lucky to defeat Satan. So every day, they're killing witches. They are killing wizards. Anytime you hear them pray, 75% or 90% of their prayers are prayers against demonic forces. Listen, you are in bondage. They have you where they want you. 90% of their prayers are about demonic forces and demons. Read your New Testament. 90% of the prayers in New Testament are thanksgiving prayers. Thanks be unto God. Thanks be unto God. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and makes manifest the salvation of His knowledge by us. Now thanks, now thanks, which gives us the victory. Now thanks be unto God. Are you understand? Always thanks, meaning that being at that militant phase is living less than what Jesus had provided for you. They are, don't, don't be mistaken they are believers the defeated one is also a believer he will be like the story of that it's an old story I, my, I, my, my dad had told his story so it's, it's that old of how a, a fellow boarded a plane and then on the plane they were sharing refreshments and they brought biscuits for him he said no everything they offered, they offered him a drink he said no they offered him food he said no Until they arrived at the destination he was going to. And then, someone else said, Was something wrong with the food on the plane? You rejected everything. He said, "Ah, I did not pay for food. Then they said, did you pay for a ticket? He said, yes. The food is in the tickets. The drink is in the tickets. Oh, he didn't know that. So he was rejecting everything. That's how the defeated Christian is. He doesn't know that the healing is in the tickets. He doesn't know that the prosperity is in the tickets. Amen. He doesn't know that the victory is in the tickets. That tickets to heaven you were given. Every other thing is inside that tickets. See, when you got born again, um, because we have a short time, so I can't go into all the scriptures. When you get born again, everybody born into this world, Has a ticket to hell. Amen. Amen. It's on your forehead. You just come out with it. A ticket to hell. That's why you were born down. Because you are going down. (laughs) Amen. So you have to be born again and born up. Amen. Now, you have a ticket. Every man that was born into this world came. With a ticket to hell. But Jesus on the cross had cancelled that ticket. Are we together? Now, the day you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, you collect a new ticket. Amen. Amen. To to heaven. To life. Hallelujah. Now, that understanding of salvation changes your experience. You're no more trying to, you know, just struggling, you know, anything that happens to you, you you talk like every other person in the world, say, what can we do? They want to kill us last year. It was this. Now it's corona. We don't know what they will do again. Who is the day? Amen. Why are you talking like that? I'm not a defeated Christian. There's no defeat in me. There's no thought of defeat in my mind. Amen. Are we together? To prove how you are so defeated. Even in your dream. Everywhere you are running. How can you sleep from 9pm at night. And wake up by 6am in the morning. You had 9 hours of sleep. You wake up, you are still tired. Why are you tired? You were running in your dream. Always defeated. And so you have accepted life that way then the militant one is the one I said that he believes in victory but he believes in victory by special struggles he doesn't believe in the victory of Jesus he believes in the victory of his mights That one is saying, it's by might, it's by power, not by the Spirit. Say it me. The scripture said, not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit. Meaning that, hey, for you to be triumphant, you need the Spirit in your life. When the Spirit is absent, the flesh will have to try to attempt to do what only the Holy Spirit can do. God is not against your intelligence. And God is not against being intelligent. But remember that every human intelligence is nothing compared to the intelligence of God. Hallelujah. So what God wants is that you should be willing to submit your intelligence to the intelligence of the Holy Spirit. What? There are certain things. Human intelligence has limits. So, if you want to shine based on human intelligence, you will have limitations. There's an extent you will go. Has the world not shown to us that human intelligence? Pastor, they are snapping, you are sleeping. Keep sleeping, Pastor. Human intelligence. has its limits. No matter how far you go, look at what's happening in the world today. Many years ago, there was a recession. It means human intelligence failed. They could not solve the problem. Corona has come. Amen. They are running up and down. Are we together? Imagine that. You know, some of us trust the world system so much. Oh, I've seen people living in developed parts of the world. They trust their system. They trust their transport system. They trust their health system. They trust, are you understanding me? They trust their government. I know it's not like that for some of you here. But they trust to the extent that it's like the government is God to them. That trust is supposed to be given to only God. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah? So when the scripture gives an instruction and says, Arise, shine. It's talking to you like a triumphant Christian. Amen. is talking to you like a believer that understands victory has been given to him the victory that jesus got he didn't get it to keep it he didn't need it it was for you amen you didn't get me didn't get me the victory jesus got he didn't need it it was for you it's your victory amen Jesus didn't die to save himself he didn't need any saving he came to save you glory to God never forget that so all of this drama is about you so why should you live less than what has been paid for amen I made up my mind that every inheritance that belongs to me, I will walk in it. Amen. I made up my mind that God's best is all I'm going to go for. I won't settle for anything less than God's best. I don't know about if there's somebody else that has made that decision. I will not settle for anything less than God's best. But now I found out from Scripture that the only way I can have God's best... Is that I will not allow myself to be in that place of lack of knowledge. My people are disenfranchised, amen, for lack of knowledge. My people are shortchanged for lack of knowledge. My people are deprived for lack of knowledge. You know, we always read the one in Hosea 4 6. Put it up. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. Am I correct? Put it up. Let's read together. He said, My people, who are they? His people. Are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. That thou shalt no more be no more priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. So the knowledge is talking about is not scientific knowledge, the law of God. Amen, the word of God. He's talking about the knowledge of God's word. Amen. But I want to show you another one. That we don't always look at um go to isaiah 5 i believe it should be 13 um 13. isaiah 5 13. thank you he says therefore my people similar thoughts are gone into what captivity the other one said destroyed now i said captivity why because they have no knowledge. Are you seeing that? When there is no knowledge, there will be captivity. There will be destruction. Because they have no knowledge. So they have gone into captivity. Listen to me. You can be a Christian. Love the Lord with all your hearts. And still be oppressed by demonic spirits. And still be dying of cancer. And contact COVID. COVID. It's not because that's your portion, it's because you don't know what to do. Amen. Or put it better, you've not understood what salvation has done for you, what what being born again has done to you. Do you know that your salvation does not only affect your spirits? Man has a spirit. A man is a spirit. Has a soul and lives in a body. Alright? Now, when you got born again, your spirit was instantly saved. Amen. Did you get that? Ah. You know, I, I like explaining salvation because it is the foundational understanding that anyone that is in Christ should have. When that understanding is shaky, everything they teach you, they just dropped it on sand. Amen. Are you understanding me? Mean? Any wind that comes will wash it away. Somebody even know what it means to be born again. So they say, "I have repented." Before I repented, I was unrepentant. <laughs> Salvation is more than a repentance repentance is not salvation never get confused repentance is not salvation repentance is not salvation you can repent and not be saved if you were a cigarette smoker and you stopped smoking you have repented you've repented if you were an armed robber they arrested you and locked you up in jail after you serve your sentence of ten or twelve or fourteen years, you come out and you stop being an arm robber. You have repented. It doesn't mean you are saved. Are you listening to me? So don't get it confused. So someone asked, So is there no repentance? I always explain it this way for us as Christians, repentance is after our salvation. Salvation is now what the Christian, for us, repentance is that we change our mind and our actions about certain things. So, if I go wrong, I repent. Because I'm already saved. Amen. So, there is a doctrine of repentance in the New Testament. But repentance is not salvation. If you don't understand it. There. So, salvation. You have to understand the salvation. Salvation is not that you now are going to church. You can go to church and you are listening to me right now. You are not saved. That means you are just around church marinated for hell. You will go. If you pass on today or Jesus comes today, you won't go because you are a church member. So, what is that salvation? See, I said your spirit is saved. But that salvation in your spirit affects every other part of you. It affects your mind and affects your body. Amen. It means that the moment you are saved, there is a new life that has come into your spirit. Did you get that? John 10.10, Jesus said, The thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He said, but I have come that they might have life. Now, King James says, have it more abundantly. Actually, says, and have it to the overflow. Meaning that this life I'm giving is not in measure. It's all of the life that I have, I'm giving to them. So, that's what he came for. He came to give life. Have you not read scripture? At least you know John 14, 6. Let me just stay with the known scriptures. It's just said, I am the way. Then he said the truth and what? Not a life, the life. Listen, humanity was given a life. But the life is different from a life. A dog has a life. A plant has a life. Humans have a life. God has the life. So, Jesus said, I am the life. He said it more than once. At one point, when, when John the Beloved saw him in Revelations 18, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Are oh, you getting what I'm saying? So, it is that life that was imparted to your spirits. That's what makes you born again. Born again is not that you are not singing church songs. We are going to heaven. No, 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 no. Born again is that the ordinary human has become a God-man. Amen. Are you understanding me? See, there are two names God, Jesus answered. Son of man and son of God. So, the son of God became the son of man. That the sons of men might become the sons of God. Did you get that? Jesus, the Son of God, became a Son of Man. Son of Man means a man born of a a human. So that sons of men will become sons of God. Are you getting the picture now? So, we are sons of God in the sense that we are Offsprings God gave birth to us. Amen. Amen. I am a child of God. So in our family, in our family, we know all things. In our family, we walk in divine health in our family the world is our inheritance. Are you get what I'm saying? So, I now identify with my new family. The challenge is that even if some of us have received a new life, we've not been taught the new lifestyle. So why are you coming to church? To be trained in the new lifestyle. Because you only knew how to live life, a life, a human life. You were trained in human living. The lifestyle you were trained in is human. I say ah ah. They will check your body. You have not been sick since ah. Yes, sir? Are you sure? Do you know it's up to six months you've not been sick? No, somebody. No, I'm sure you have been sick. You didn't tell me. The human life believes that it has to be sick. You say ah. As we say in Nigeria, you mean that since you started business, you've never been broke? It's not possible. Everybody must go up and down. Up and down is normal. What he's saying is true, but it's based on the human life. The life, the life that God gave us doesn't go up and down. It's a glory to glory life. The path of the just—that was a prophetic scripture in Proverbs four eighteen. The path of the righteous is as the shi- why is he shining? There's a life in him. That life, yeah, Jesus said. He said the Bible said John 1.4, He said in him was life, and that life is what the light of men. That means anybody that has that life has light inside him. He himself has become a light. When Jesus walked the face of the earth, He told them, I am the light of the world. Now that He has gone, you and I are the light of the world. That's why the Bible said in Psalm 50 verse 2, Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God had shined. Amen. That means that Zion, if you want to see the beauty of God, Go to Zion. If you want to see the beauty of God, come and see me. Amen. If you want to see the beauty of God, the perfection of beauty, come and see my life. Are you getting what I'm saying? You see, where I wanted to teach you from, I just have to to come back and explain this. Salvation means you've received that life that shines, it's a life that shines. There's a glow in that life. There's a glow in that life. You know, in the upper room in Acts chapter 2, the scripture talked about, ah, thank you Lord, how they were together in the upper room and there came the sound of a mighty rushing wind and filled the house where they were. Then the King James said that there were cloven tongues like as of fire and sat on each one. Now, for lack of how to explain it, he said, cloven tongues like of fire. You see, they saw tongues of lambent fire on them. That glow is the life of God. Amen. That came into their spirits. From that moment, they started shining. Listen, do you know that I don't know if I should say this now because it will make me explain it, start explaining it again. Long before that time. Do you know Abraham did not have the life of God? Do you know that? Abraham had covenant with God, but he did not have eternal life. Do you know Samson did not have eternal life? Do you know that? That means he didn't have that life that glows. Yes, they had victories. Do you know that even great David did not have eternal life? Nobody could have eternal life until Jesus came. That's why Jesus said, I have come that they might have life. Nobody could give it only jesus could give it and the day you got born again what you received is the life of god amen Amen. there are two different things between receiving the life of god and receiving the holy spirit there are two different things what makes you born again is that you receive the life of god it's not that you now go to church no is that you received the life of God. You know how a human being has the DNA of his parents? You understand Alright? So you have the DNA of God. Amen. That's what it means to be born again. That's what it means to be born again. So, in actual fact, the things that happen to God are the only things that should be happening to you. You didn't hear me well. Have you not seen all those kind of movies like um, 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 vampire movies? all right, Or zombie movies. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You know zombies. The walking dead, you know. (laughs) Vampire movies or zombie movies. Then you see that somebody in, let's use the vampire ones, they'll bite you. Right, Uh, the bite (laughs) okay, they bite the person, which can be you. (laughs) When I say you, you will pay more attention. So they bite you (laughs) on the neck, and then what happens to the person they beat after a while? The eye color starts changing. It starts (laughs) now, it means that the moment that a life has been imparted. So, you expect that what happens to vampires should start happening to him. His teeth will start growing out. Are you understanding me? His eyes will change. Then, all of a sudden, instead of eating pizza, he wants to drink blood. Is that not so? Good. The same way now, you have the life of God. The things that happen to God. (laughs) is what we expect to see happening to you. Amen. Okay, Jesus Christ was on earth for three and a half years in ministry. Let's okay, for 30 years before the three and a half years. Was there any time the scripture now said Jesus was admitted in a specialist hospital so they could not have the crusade at Galilee? Amen. Hello? Was there any time they said that Jesus saw the lepers and he wore hand gloves? No, you are not answering me now. Then he wore gloves so that he would not be infected by the lepers. The life that God imparted to you, it cannot be infected. Let me explain some to you. You see, if you don't hear what it can do you will not experience what it can do are you listening to me yeah why did jesus tell them he said in mark 16 my time is up he said there he said and this time shall follow them that believe then he said in my name they shall cast out they said, they will drink if they drink any deadly thing what will happen it shall not hurt them what he's saying is that they cannot be infected if they drink something deadly it means that the life in them, we paralyze the poison in it. It means the potency of that life is stronger than the potency of any virus, it's stronger than the potency of any disease. Why was Jesus laying hands on leprous people? Why was he laying hands on them? Because he couldn't be infected. It's okay, that was Jesus. You don't understand. Jesus gave you the same life. You don't have a life any shade less than what Jesus had. Did you hear me? If Jesus gave you anything less, salvation is a fraud. And we know salvation is not a fraud. So say, I have the life of God. Say it again i have the life of god i have the very life of god in my blood listen uh, listen that life first of all is imparted to your spirit but by meditation it starts affecting your blood that's why someone that could have been ss when you start meditating on that consciousness of the life you see that all the crises and the symptoms of ss are no more there I've seen people that even when they went to check them, they, they still say it's SS, but they are no more having symptoms, no more having crisis. Why? The life of God has affected their blood. The life of God will affect your intelligence. You cannot be a dance in Christ Jesus. There's no dance in Christ Jesus, there's only those that are not using the wisdom of God. The moment you got born again, the Bible talks about soundness of mind. That soundness of mind is fueled by the life of God. If you think, you will, you will think like God. Amen. Amen. There is no course you cannot pass. There is no exam you are writing that you cannot understand. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you, if you were failing before, I want you to know, that you don't have any reason to fail. After COVID, let them bring the exam. When you open the textbook, you will know the heart of the author what he meant to write. Amen. Amen. There is no equation that will confuse you. Are you listening to me? This is what we're talking about. This is the practicality of our salvation. You cannot manage a small business. The business don't bring in forces every week. Forces, forces, forces. you can't manage it. business falling apart. No! You have a mind that can handle 4.6 billion dollars. You have only three staff. You can't sleep. These staff want to kill me. They want to kill me. Three. Three staff. Three staff. None of them have VSC. Three staff. Would you know why? You cannot manage them. <laughs> Three staff. Would you know why? He is giving you a headache. Amen. Yeah, talking about nations. Amen. The capacity God gave us, we will manage multinational firms. If you are running with horsemen and they weary you, what will happen to the chariots? Amen. Lift your hand and say, the life of God is at work in me. Stand on your feet everywhere. Just begin to thank him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just pray in tongues for a minute or two. I don't know what you heard, but just pray in tongues for a minute.